Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to show number 97 of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo, and of course, this is show number 97, and I am your host, Jimmy Palumbo of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. You see, I'm back to saying my name as much as I can because no one else does here, and I am coming to you live from downtown Mawa, from the shitty kitchen studios of my apartment. That's right, and of course, coming from downtown Matawan, as always, your friend and mine, behind the glass, Mr. Chris Gucci. Chris, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for having me again. I, I, oh, yeah. you know, we, I didn't know we, I'd be back, but I'm here. We're, well, we're you ready know, to forge, forge forward listen, together. Listen, you can only read the gossip pages as much as you can. Uh, but we are doing show number 97 here. Jimmy Palumbo is still ticking here. 97 shows. Reminds me of the old Hot 97 radio days, which I never listened to anyway. And uh, But listen, 97 was weird for me. Show number 97. I was like, you know what? I thought of Simeon Rice because I did a shitty TV pilot with him and with my gorgeous actress friend, Sonia Satra. But um, of course, she's one of the prettiest actresses I've ever met. She went to Rutgers with me. We did this pilot, but her husband uh, semi-produced it. He went on to produce like huge things, classic. You use Jimmy Palumbo as a host. It goes nowhere. And then you go on to produce many wonderful things. I was going to do Simeon Rice. And then I thought Nick Bosa, you know, guys like that, trying to be current, trying to be cool. That I thought the 97 Yankees, but they lost to the uh, Cleveland on a home run by what's-his-face off Mariano. We would have like five in a row. Sandy yeah. Alomar. Right. And then I said, you know what? It's This is kind of weak. I'm wearing my Lawrence Taylor jersey, the name Lawrence. So I said, hey, how about number 97 for the football Giants? Dexter Lawrence, number 97. That's <laughs> right. This is dedicated to him. A weird one. A current guy. I don't usually do this. Nose tackle for the Giants. A... Uh, 17th pick overall in 2019 from Clemson. Um, he just, uh, he's a really good player. He really plays well for the Giants. Uh, I don't know if he's a pro bowler or all that stuff. I don't know. All I know is he fills a big gap in there. He's famous for jumping off sides a couple of years ago on a kick and uh, of course in the game, God bless America, but he's a, a big load, good guy from what I hear. And he's going to, uh, Giants got to sign him, I guess. That's going to be another draft thing. They got to sign. It's going to be tough, but I'm going to go with number 97 on the Giants, Dexter Lawrence of the football giants in the final is, eight is he the guy that is he the guy that just had the penalty against him in the, in the, yeah, well, game? you're not going to call that a penalty on him. Are you? I, I mean, well, I mean, uh, no, not at all. wasn't, well, well I'm sure we're going to get to the giants later. So well, we'll talk well, about yeah, that. Gonna, yes. For now, so I'm just going to stick with my guy and who's your guy. Number 97. What I, what I'm doing now, because there's only a few of these left. Um, I'm just going for, I guess this isn't, uh, an obscure player, but one of those names that it just screams, this is a football player when he was born. Okay. Like if you saw him in the hospital as a baby and they're like, Oh, what's his name? And they were like, Oh, his name is Cornelius Bennett. They're like, Oh, he's going to be a defensive end in the NFL. Right. Okay. Cornelius Bennett. Oh, 97 Cornelius that. Bennett. Okay. It kind of gives you shades of a Cortez Kennedy, but he's definitely a better player. Okay. Well, um, uh, Dexter Lawrence to me actually sounds like a soap opera star, you know, on, on uh, guiding light. And the wonderful Dexter Lawrence. But listen, we both went with like defensive players. That's just uncanny how we, and we have, I got to be honest with you, in the 90s here, we've both been struggling a little bit. <laughs> I, thought, yeah, I, I mean, thought it was going to be easier. I think it's but, fair uh, to say that it's it, the odds are in our are in the favor of us both picking defensive pass rushers in, in this regard because. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's, there's, no, there's no one the Yankees. 
There's only one Yankee. Uh, I was trying to think of a, maybe a shitty Nick, but none of the Knicks go that ass. That's it. All right. Cornelius Bennett and Dexter Lawrence are show number 97, which brings me to here at Shea, your friend and mine. I got to talk about Patreon. Now, there was exciting news here. I have been on a Patreon run. I mean, Joe Rogan's agents have been calling me daily. What's going on? What's your secret? And I'm like, look, you guys are having the your- DiMaggio family was starting well, to show up to the Palumbo it's, it's, uh, recordings. You know the what I mean? It's start. Yep. I mean. Chris, it starts off as a couple of innocent base hits to right. No one's paying it. Never can tell. Little things like that. You don't know what's going on. Next thing you know, you know, 11, 12, 13. We got stuck a little bit there around 16, 17. And, of course, we were at number 19. And uh, uh, that 19 was Michael Deej, who you're going to hear from in a little bit. I'm just teasing you right there. And then, you know what? I was like radio silence. And I'm like, are we going to be stuck with Johnny Unitas? Are we going to be stuck at 19, Louis Soho? Like, what are we doing here? And then I got news. That's right. And she is someone very familiar to my audience and very familiar to Chris's audience. It is coming in at number 20, representing Jorge Posada, or Joe Morris, as she says. She was a young kid when Joe Morris was playing. Ladies and gentlemen, coming in at number 20, Johnine Mashord of Absolute Eyewear. Getting involved here with a Patreon. So we're rounding it off at 20. We are now all the way up to Jorge Posada. This will be our new number thing, which is after 99. Um, and I'm trying not to do judge. But in three more weeks, the number thing at the top of the show will end. And that'll be that. So I'm going to read them off here. Here we go. Alex Tetsena, Ramsey's finest. He's a keyboard and piano tuner. How many of those do you know? My sister, Mary Eileen, big Michael George DeMosi out of Colonia, the 6'5", offensive. He probably looks like an old lineman. He either got heavier, he lost weight. Mike, give me a call. I haven't seen you in a while. My mom, of course, getting involved. My cousin, Joey, Rob Pastor, the fine Kappa Sigma man who I see occasionally at Rutgers games. He hopped in there. James Kanowitz, my website guy, who I, he's, he's just impossible to get in touch with. He's busy. He does websites all over the place, and he doesn't really call me back, but he kind of does. Uh, my nephews, my little my nephew section of things, Jimmy, John Henry, and my godchild, Eric, who's getting married in November. Then we have Michael Caprio. Everybody knows him from CornholeLevel.com. That's right. Then my brother, chief financial officer of um, Jimmy Palumbo Productions, as well as Beer League Two Productions, and a lot of uh, a lot of investors. That he is the Chase Bank of Jimmy Palumbo. Then, of course, you got Daryl Clark, my boy down in Louisiana, big Saints and LSU fan. Greg Casalino, another Colonia boy. Mike Shecky Lawler, who is probably miserable uh, of the his Dolphins, uh, just not getting it done. Almost though. And um, Dave Ben, a guy I went to school with for 16 years here at Shea, and um, from Colonia. I got Pat Volkmer, a uh, big uh, collaborator on Chop Sports Posts. He makes no sense half the time, but he's still, I think, a great, as much as everybody on Chop Sports is not like my boy Pat, you got to admit his posts are know, interesting. You know, I, I, don't, I don't get that um, impression. I think that what happens is when you, when you say things, you're going to get some blowback. It's the internet after all. But it's all in good fun, at least from my perspective. I think yeah, it's, it's great. A, I, I love his post, especially on the Cowboys, because, you know, who the fuck cares about the Cowboys? Um, except everyone at Chop Sports. And then I've got Marty Waltzak coming in here at number 18. And then Michael Deej, who will be on the show in a few more minutes, he came in at 18. And then, of course, Janine Mashad from Absolute Eyewear. 
coming in. Uh, I thank you very much, Johnny, and you've been a longtime sponsor of the show and the program, and uh, you didn't even have to do that. That was very sweet. That was a New Year's Day surprise for me coming in, getting involved at number 20. So, uh, you know, and that means to all my fans out there, it's real simple. There's a lot of people that were fans of Paul O'Neill at 21. I mean, need I say more here at Shea? I think we should get a 21 very soon. Entering, entering primetime territory now. Now we're getting in, you know, now now we're getting involved here, Shay. All right. Well, um, and since uh, I got to tell you another thing, my Instagram followers, 10,100, 10.1K Instagram followers. That is huge. So whatever the hell my social media girl's doing, she's obviously doing something right here, Shay. Um, and also we have Beer League 2 up on Instagram. Please, everybody, go on your Instagram uh, search beer league two two here at Shea, and you will find that and click on that. That's where all things beer league two are going to happen. Um, as well as beer league two on Facebook, click on that. And we're going to have all kinds of stuff. Uh, we'll be talking about beer league two a little bit later on in the show. And all of this of course is sponsored by absolute eyewear getting involved 42 main street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, seven, three, two, three, two, six, Eyes seven three two three two six three nine three seven. Like Chris was pretty good on that. He's getting better at doing this this show. It's nice to see he's finally coming around. It's owned by Craig and Johnine Jorge Posada, number twenty Patreon, and it's family owned, brother and sister. They're op uh, opticians. You got to go in there. They're full service. They got a doctor on site. They got prescription sunglasses. They got everything's over there. Exams, glasses for the kids, and of course, they they sell various products, Christopher. Your attention, please. Now available at Absolute Eyewear, Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley. Those are the glasses available there. 732-326-3937. Go down to the train station in downtown Woodbridge and get your glasses. If you mention my show, you get $100 off a complete pair. They got all kinds of high-end, low-end. You need glasses, go there. Chris, you can't see shit. You should go in there. And I know. Um, I got. A, I actually got confronted by my mother. When my mother starts getting involved, you go. that's when action starts to take place. That's um, listen. That's how it works. She asked when your me mother... about my father. She's like, oh, if, if I sent your father to Absolute Eyewear, um, what do I say? And I was like, I'm pretty sure that they'll know him when they see the name, depending who's there. But you just say, Jimmy Palumbo's a jerk off, right? Question there mark. You go. That's all you got to um, say. Mention my name. Watch three. That's how it works. They'll yeah, take I might care have of you. to be visiting over there with my pops very soon. And Chris, they're open five days a week. They're closed on Wednesdays. Why? That would be because of softball, clearly. That's right, Corona Construction getting involved here from the Omni. Also, they're closed on Sunday. Why is that? That would be Giants football, although I think uh, the Giants play Saturday. But well, still. listen, it doesn't matter. Sundays are traditional today. And, of course, on that day, this is Jim Gordon alongside Dick Lynch. The football Giants are on the air on Sundays. They are closed. That makes sense. And uh, that's it. So go check out Absolute Eyewear. Getting involved here from the Omni, I'll use the Omni, I use Shea too much um, So alright, well listen Crazy week, this was a wild week for me In many ways um, Number one, Rutgers Scarlet Knights Beat Northwestern, tough Northwestern Team on the road, hoops Right, 
tight game. They hung in there tough. And also they beat Ohio State on Sunday. Uh, Rutgers, man, 5-2 and two in league, 13-5 and five overall. Uh, really looks like they're going to make the tournament. I was hesitant about that. I didn't know if they were with all the new players coming in and out. Rutgers is a bitch to play. They're, they're a nightmare team. Uh, um, um, uh, you know, and you know what? We just got something crazy coming through live. Chris, can we do this? A live breaking news? Yeah, we can. Okay. Very simple. Patreon number 20, right? Johnny Michaud, hate to steal. I talked a lot about her. Great thing. But coming out of nowhere, out of nowhere, a late three-pointer there after further review coming in. My good friend Robin and Shawnee coming in at number 21 Patreon, lighting it up. Our first double Patreon. I could have held it till next week. She's obviously a fan of Paul O'Neill, and she gets the number 21 Patreon. Robin Barna coming out of Sparta. Feisty town up there. She can, so we are just running. The Patreon thing is out of control now. We, I mean, I'm the Daniel Jones of Patreon right now. Cannot be stopped. So, Robin, love you. Thank you so much. And number 21, getting involved here from downtown. I'm going to start calling Jimmy Vanilla Vic now. That's, That's the it. Daniel Jones. Vanilla That's Vic. It. So, all right. Well, we had him just bring that, even though I should have held that for next week. But why not? It was live. It came right across my computer screen. Well, listen, my Scarlet Knights, 13 and 5 overall. They're ranked in the top 25. And if, you get two, if you get two hits in a game, that's still one game hitting that's, streak. Well, so listen, you're going to have to you're going to have to get another hit next week if you want to count the streak. I'm sorry. Well, that's well, the, the rules. That is the rules. OK, that might be the rules. But of course, me getting two hits in a game is commonplace. OK, I mean, I did that for 37 years in softball. And so did Johnny. Trump. I got hits in movies, videos. I tell you the story. We look back at old videos. And every time we what we used to video some games, you know, kidding around. And in the background, I'm either leading off second or I just get I slap a base hit. <laughs> I think my my brother Frankie gets up Would like one nine of those times. situations where it's like, oh, who who may last out in the just, second base? It's not me, bro. It's not me, bro. Anyway, get back to my Scarlet Knights. I'm thrilled, but more importantly, Rutgers lands. There's a recruit, top five recruit in the country. We're talking North Carolina level now, and. Ace Bailey uh, agrees to go to Rutgers basketball. That is nuts. People don't understand how big that is. Um, uh, that's a that's a recruit. The, like breaking news, was his name Ace Bailey has Ace entered Bailey. the portal. No, well that could always happen. You know that everybody. There's no such thing you as see, like a kid. You see, they're trying to regulate the portal now. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but he's also wants to visit. Um, uh, uh, Harper Jr.'s buddy, a uh, younger brother, Dylan, is over at Don Bosco in downtown Ramsey, and they may want to get him to come. All of a sudden, Pico's getting, like, literally recruiting like the way North Carolina does. That's nuts. Um, but that's a ways off. They're not here and yet. And Rutgers is winning on the road, which is, you know, they're, usually they're, they're just a much tougher team at home. And they're, they're, they're tough well at home. The they're, they're well coached. They're just a pain in the ass to play. Like, they get into the tournament, and if someone shoots the lights out, they'll lose. But, man, if they run into a team – and that lockdown defense, they could they could do damage in in the tournament. They really, I think, um, we'll see what happens. Fun to watch. So that was nuts. My Knicks, what a brutal loss to the Raptors last night. I've been watching more Knicks. Don't ask me why. I just have. But there was a play in the game, and I'll run this by Michael Deeds when he's not. He's a Knicks fan. There was a play at the end of that game, the Barrett play. Did you see that highlight? Okay, there was. Six I haven't seconds. gotten. I haven't gotten to the NBA quite yet. Listen, I'll be there in listen. about a week or two. The Knicks lost the game, so this highlight means shit. But it was six seconds to go, five seconds to go. Raptors at the free throw line. 
the second of the uh, two free throws to go up by three. The guy misses it. Barrett gets the rebound, goes down the court, and they were like all Dean up thinking they're going to set up for a shot. Six seconds is plenty of time to get a shot off. And, dude, you got to watch this highlight. He took it straight down Broadway with a sky dunk. Oh, my. It, you know, Chris, I know you're not, you know, you, you'll appreciate the play. It's like, wow, that was like Jordan. Le- like, well, that's yeah, LeBron I'm not does. a Knicks fan per se, but no, I, you'll I appreciate don't really the play. like the Knicks the way I did in the 90s. He almost, he almost, the dunk came at .06 left, so it almost like wasn't even in time. Very cool play. Of course, they lost in overtime. Uh, Brunson came up with the ball, which four seconds ago, he had a shot at a three, went for it, missed. They lost. Shitty loss. But awesome play. That's my Knicks. Right now, they're the sixth seed, so they play the Bucks in the playoffs, uh, which is awful. Now, Let's talk about the football Giants. Well, the Giants have been playing interesting all year, and they played the Vikings well a couple weeks ago. They get them indoors, and the Giants gave up a touchdown right away. Oh, shit. And next thing you know, from the Giants played very well. Uh, Daniel Jones had the game. Listen, this guy, um, and I'm getting some chats coming in here. Um, uh, this guy has just been uh, – like if you didn't know, if you haven't, if you went, if you were in Europe and didn't watch any NFL, and you came in and say, hey, "Watch this game," and 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 I said to you, "This quarterback's one of the best in the league," and you watch the game, you're like, "Yeah, you were right about that guy, Daniel Jones. He's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He had the game of his life. He did nothing wrong. He was accurate. He used his legs. He was smart with play calling, play action passes. I mean, I don't think he'll ever have a game like that. Giant defense came up big when it had to." Uh, horrific call on Dexter Lawrence on the, on the, you gotta be kidding me. That was a, at the end of a game. Thank God it wasn't at like the 50 yard line, terrible call. Um, and the giants just got it done. And uh, you know, the Vikings were, have been a, you know, everybody called them a paper champion. You certainly did all year long. They weren't that good. And they suddenly didn't. I mean, the giant defense shut down Jefferson. He had seven catches for uh, 50 yards or something. Longest was seven. Uh, just a fun day. Now, I could talk about the Giants, but it's already Tuesday and everybody's talking about them too much. People got them going to the Super Bowl. They're stupid. But I will tell you under the enemy fire how I watched the game because I, I was taking my daughter and 10 of her friends, okay, into the city to go see Moulin Rouge at 1.30. So I had my AirPods right after the show catching the end of the Rutgers game against Ohio State. Then I had to get in my car and drive up to this sugar factory place, right? Kids in the car, so I have the NFL package on my phone, listening to the game. Ended up not being able to get into this place. Had to go back to Jersey the whole time. Now, on the car ride from New York back to Jersey, I was like, you know what? The kids are yelling, screaming, throwing popcorn all over the van. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to casually put my AirPods in, and I'm going to listen to the giant game and just focus on driving my children and their friends, right? Like, just focus. And I was able to watch a quarter and a half that way. And then I got into the restaurant and, <clears throat> excuse me, I was able to position my phone in an area where I could glance down and watch it and hear it at the same time, but also engage in conversation. Um, so I watched, but meanwhile, I was like, thank God I DVR'd this game. I can't wait till I get home later on after we do the cake and all that, just get home. And I'm, am I going to be one of those jerk offs that's going to watch the entire game? Yes, like, I did. Like Pat Volkmer? I did a Pat Volkmer. I so after watching it under under enemy fire, uh, which was awesome. I was banging on the steering wheel, 
And the kids were like, Daddy, why are you, you know, why are you banging on the steering wheel? I'm like, because the football giants are about to take on the Philadelphia Eagles next week, uh, Saturday night. I'm excited about that game. We might be going down to the Pine Tar Bar and Grill. I don't see if I get these. What are you doing? To, well, I got, we'll get them on the phone. What day is that? Saturday? Saturday night, 8.15. We're getting hotel rooms, maybe. A bunch of guys are going to go down, get silly with the game, party, have a good time. I'll see if you if you want. If you're down, if you're around, we're probably yeah, going to get there I'll, in the second half of the first game. I got to ask permission, but. Yeah, me too. I'm, you know, I'm always, I could be a late scratch at any moment. But anyway, so the Giants, listen, um, J- Barkley had a tough game. Barkley had a run inside the goal line, an awesome run. Um, Giants just played well. You know, I listen, I don't know how good the Vikings are, nor do I care. NFL is all about surviving advance. That's all you got to do. Um, you know, uh, I just think another weird thing the Giants did, not talked about, they didn't blitz that much. They totally they were doing a zone thing. So I've been telling you all year, Martindale plays a chess game because he uh, Wink Martindale doesn't have really the players yet on defense. So he plays a chess game. And when the chess game goes well, the Giants are tough. He's going to get beat every now and then on plays. But he he he's good, man. He, he should get a head coaching job somewhere, which he might anyway. Um, so the Giants, just an overall fun day. Now, other games, the Cowboys, look, uh, I've been saying all year Tampa Bay stinks. I, I thought Tom Brady stunk all year, but for some reason, they just kept on. Uh, the Cowboys almost did it by missing uh, 74 extra points. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you giving Tom Brady more scratch-off lottery tickets? You cannot even get close to that. But the Cowboys just kicked the shit out of him. Brady looked old and shitty. That interception, that was like Dave Brown-esque. That was brutal. Um, I can't stand Tom Brady. Not a Cowboy fan, of course. And so I, one of them had to lose, so I got rid of Tom Brady first. We'll see what happens to the Cowboys next week. But I've been saying it all year long. Everybody tells me, no, 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 the Cowboys suck. I'm like, nah, no, no, no. They got the pieces. I mean, obviously, I think Daniel Jones is the better quarterback. But Prescott plays well. He's tough. They got the running back, Pollard. Clearly, Pollard should play more. Pat Volkmer, you're right. Uh, Elliott just doesn't get yards anymore. He gets the tough yards, maybe. But Pollard's a big part of that. The receivers, Johnny Lamb Jones, whatever his name is out there, running around there. Uh, that's a funny joke to four people. And uh, the Cowboys, if they put it all together, I've said it, they can go all the way to the Super Bowl. They got a perfect draw. They played a shitty uh, Tampa Bay team. They play a 49er team with a backup rookie quarterback. And God forbid they end up at home against the Giants. So the Cowboys have it right there. The runaway's there. Um, Eagles always cause trouble, but you know, NFL is week to week. Say things about like the I, I think that the Cowboys played amazing yesterday. Obviously, that was the game of their lives. Um, it's not going to be so easy against uh, the San Francisco defense. Obviously, we no. all know that. But listen, you know, I, the, I think Seattle stinks, and they gave the 49ers a run and, there, and man, conversely, for a while, like, anyway. To talk a little bit about, I'm not taking anything away from the Giants because Daniel Jones went out and showed up in his first playoff game. And you got to right, give right. credit there, but right. the Minnesota defense is whoo. They oh, give up they like five hundred. I agree. I agree with that. I agree. With that. And I think, like, you know what? I actually, I, I listened to too much sports radio. Now I'm going to shut it down the rest of the week. I just want to enjoy the game with my friends, have a couple beers, and laugh like we're act like we're 18 again. That's what I want to yeah. do on Saturday night. A um, couple of things: the Bengal Ravens game. I got to tell you, ooh, be a Ravens fan, man. You're you're your tie score with 11 minutes to go. You're at the two yard line. And I thought this kid, Tyler Huntley, played his heart out. 
and he dove over the top and it got slapped away, but it bounced right into the guy and he went 97 yards. You just don't recover from that in the playoffs. That was like devastating. And they still don't, they were driving downfield. I thought the kid, I thought the kid played great. Uh, I, I mean, like, I don't mean great in terms of like the way Daniel Jones did, but I mean, the Ravens were up against for, it. For a guy just, that going into the game because he was playing, they gave him no shot. He right. gave him a lot of shots. He gave him a lot of shots. He got to, you know, he, he's, I don't know. I thought I he played great. I disagree with a little bit of the play calling down the stretch in that spot when, forget Should've about the fumble. I'm, I think a quarterback sneak is, that's the most, you should call that play every time. I don't. I'm never going to give the. But he, he didn't do it right. He went over the top. All right. And that's, the coach I don't said know. It. Look, I don't know if that's the play call. I feel like quarterback sneak. It's up to the quarterback to go up to the line and read it. So if he misread that, I'm not sure there. But the thing that I had an issue with was, it's it's a minute thirty, and you're and you're not in the hurry up offense. There's that's, no two minute drill in place. That was terrible. You're, you're going back into the huddle, and you lose 22 seconds to huddle up and get to the line. Well, yeah, then, I agree. And then you hand the ball right. off on the yeah. four, on like the fifty. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I um, I, I wonder, I wonder, you know, if if it had something to do with the quarterback there. I'm not so sure. Um, the other thing I'm gonna run by you, and this is a generic NFL thing. You know, I think the NFL stinks, and, and it does. Um, I don't like the Monday night playoff game. I think it's I don't like it. I, I, it's like I know they have to do it because, like, I just think it should. Why can't it be three and three? I mean, three, they. They, it yeah, sucks, they, man. They don't have it's to not do it. right. They could easily do the three. I agree. I don't like it. I mean, you know what I mean? There's just something about like, is it like a? I, I like Monday Night Football and I like Thursday Night Football. I don't mind that. But in the playoffs, it's got to be like the weekend. That's sat, well, just, wait, I guess weekend. it worked out for some people that there was like the, the holiday yesterday and some people had off. So it felt like an extended weekend. But to me, it didn't. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I just I don't know that maybe I'm old school. I, I didn't like that at all. Anyway, that's that. Which brings us to. Christopher, you're at a barbecue. You're in the summertime, and you're playing cornhole in your backyard. Chris, that's what you're doing. Maybe not your backyard. You're at some, your neighbor's backyard, and you look over, and he's got shitty cornhole boards. They're not level. They're flipping around. The whole thing's a mess. What do you do? I know what you do. You go to cornholelevel.com, and for $19.95, with 20% off, if you add JP show to it, you will get a cornhole level. When you level the board, you hook it on the hole. It shows you which way up, down, around, everything. It's like a compass on there. So you have a perfect board. Even if it's a shitty board, a cheap one, because you're a cheap bastard, it'll be level and proper. Because, Chris, you're the kind of guy. And I know me and you, we played. if we play for a half hour, we're ranked in the top 50 anyway. You know, you can't play on a board that's not level. You agree with that? You just can't. I mean... I would dominate anyway, but nobody wants to have built-in excuses when they get right. their asses beat. And maybe you like your neighbor, and it's a little embarrassing. It's like having bad beer. You got to go up to them and say, "Hey, let me, let me, let me take care, let me take care of this for you." It's yeah. also a perfect gag gift. Blah blah blah. Cornholelevel.com. Mike Caprio, my second second baseman. Go check it out again. Cornholelevel.com. It's an awesome little gift. Check it out. You will love it. Which brings us to. Our guest, that's a very special guest on a very special week here at Shea. Now, this guy I've known since probably 1990, 89, 90, around there. And his name is, some people know him simply as Alphonse. Some people know him as Mr. DGO Aquino. <laughs> but I know him as Alphonse, third baseman for Beer League, Mr. Michael Deej getting involved. Michael Deej, welcome to the show. 
What's up? Thank you for having me, guys. What's going now, on? Now, listen, Deej is the ultimate Guido in Beer League 2. Played Alphonse with his Italiano mitt, um, which is the red, white, and blue glove, which people know. And uh, I, I was his roommate, buddies, then his roommate, blah, blah, blah. I've known him a long time. So, Deej, let me tell you, how did it feel to be back on the set of Beer League 2? But it's not quite Beer League 2. I'll explain that at another date. But the, the new Beer League stuff, how did that feel to be on the set? Well, I think you know what I'm going to say. It was, it, was, it was awesome. We had more laughs than we did on the original one. The original yep. one, we were, like, nervous, and, and everybody's bouncing around the whole bit. This uh -huh. was like a reunion with a lot of people from Game Day, which was a short film. Right. And then, you know, and then we put the game day characters with the beard league characters. We pulled them together. I had a blast Wednesday. It was great for I, me. I, I, mean... I, I want to do it again. I just got to go back a tiny bit. First of all, the RJ Barrett play. I mean, because I've been on hold and I've been listening. The RJ Barrett play was unbelievable. He went coast to coast. Ridiculous. I'm going to make and... Chris watch it after the show and text me. It was just a cool play. It was great. Even if it was, even if it was a guy on the Mavericks who did it, I'd be like, whoa, Jesus, what was that? Rutgers basketball, unbelievable. My nephew plays for Penn State. He's coming into the rack Tuesday night. I'm going to the game to see Wait, Rutgers Tuesday night. Not. Your nephew plays on Penn State basketball? Al, Al Funk. Uh, I'm, uh, Andrew Funk. Andrew and, Funk. And I'm just – wait a minute, time out. I'm just finding this out now. What do you mean your nephew? So he's – he's he, so you know how big my family is. So right? he's my cousin, but we call it like there's – Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I get like it. This group of so people. someone who's related to you is coming to the banks? Andrew Does he Funk, play? He's the number – I think he's the number one three – point shooter he's a captain on penn state i can't he, wait he, to tell my cousin john this dj is related to the three-point guy on penn state and penn I, state's 100%. a pain in the ass they're good too they like they like to light it up now Rutgers yeah, going into the rack jimmy the rack is nah they're they gonna struggle against penn state you heard that here first um that's great How can I, you suck i didn't i'm just learning that now <laughs> awful job just for that i'm gonna cut you out of beer league and four. i am so excited about the giant game on on saturday night it's. I feel like it's 86, 90. Like, I get that. I got that. Dude, why don't you come Ella. down? Tommy's bar. Tommy Plinio's bar. <laughs> Me, John. You're going to there? Tommy's bar? Yeah. The pines are. You got to get a room now. You won't be able to drive home. It's very good. What time are you going to be at the gym on Sunday? Win or lose. Even if we lose, it doesn't matter. Like, no. just the pure excitement. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. The fact Stop. that we this conversation. Stop. Deech, Deech. No, 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 no. That's not how we roll here. All right, I'm getting the hands up from this, Chris. This, yeah, this is no, nah, because you're new to the show. You There's no more victories in football. There's no more. I don't want. That's like saying I was talking to this sweet girl. She was really nice, and she didn't give me her phone number. She just gave me five of the digits. I, you know, you either. In other words, what? You know what? You got to be Barrett. That's what you got to do. You got to sky jam it. <sighs> Boom! You got to win the game. I'll be pissed off if the Giants lose. Now, a couple of weeks later, it's Chris the Eagles, agree. bro. Yeah, it's the Eagles. It's could you imagine if the Giants beat the Vikings, then the Eagles, then the Cowboys, <laughs> Super Bowl, and then beat the Chiefs? You won't hey, be able to talk see, to me. Did you I'll see the similarities? I'm sorry. To, did you see the similarities between Daniel Jones and Eli Manning? Manning, fourth year, went to the Super Bowl. They were the sixth seed, and the yeah, Super Bowl but, was in Arizona. I know, but did you see? We got to play the Eagles on Saturday night. Jalen Hurts is now getting healthy. They're still the Eagles. That's going to be a tough game. I think the Giants the are going to play. The pass rush and the and the back end of the Eagles defense is a lot different than yes. the Vikings, and that's that's this the worry there. It, oh, 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 fair point. If the Giants play the way the way they played the now, other day, but the Eagles on. have been playing like shit. Time out, time out, DJ. You wait, 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 wait. This it's my time to fuck on my boy Deej now, Chris. Deej, 
Oh, Jesus, here we go. Deej, Deej, you don't like the Eagles, and I know why. Because your whole fucking family is all Eagle fans. His wife, his wife, Janine, who's the best, she went to Penn State, so his whole family is Penn State fans. That makes me sick. And they're all they're from Philly, though, so God bless. That's why Eagle fans are better than Cowboy fans. You know why? Nobody roots for the Eagles in Bergen County. Nobody roots for the Eagles in Chicago. You know who roots for the Eagles? People that are from Philadelphia. There's no Packer fans. Like Eagle fans, there, there's, there's three million of them, and they all live 45 minutes away from uh, the vet or the link, whatever the hell they call it. So Deej has family enemy fire coming in Saturday night, too. Jimmy, for, I have 10 brother-in-laws. 10 brother-in-laws. Chris, I got 10 brother-in-laws. Can you imagine, can you imagine having, Chris, 10 brother-in-laws, and they all hate the Packers? Like that's crazy, right? Ooh, I mean, they're all Eagles fans too, all of them. All of them. All are you kidding me? And they love the and Phillies. You know the worst and one? The She's the biggest pain. Yeah, She's, yeah. My phone. The Eagles beat the Giants. Phones ringing. It's not one of my brother-in-laws. It's my mother-in-law. That's even worse. And she's she's great. So I love your mother-in-law. I love that though. I know. Whenever I, I, at your wedding and a couple events, I meet your brother-in-laws and everything that Penn State shit. I'm like, oh god. And the whole paternal thing. But there's wonderful stories. Joe Paterno actually called DJ's father-in-law when he was still around. Yeah. Because all 10 kids went to Penn State. Think about yeah. that. You have 10 kids. Wait, but wait, and, but wait, Mr. Uh, my father-in-law graduated right. Penn State in 1938 when Old Main was the only building. So he graduated in 1938. His youngest son graduated in 98. So 60 years later. Nuts. Nuts. All, well, they all went through. So, Joe, so Pop Scarp got ill and... Uh, somehow we got in touch with with Jopa and he called and my father-in-law is asking Joe Paterno questions because he didn't believe it was him and asking right. Joe Paterno the most obscure question. I love it. I love like, it. How do you know that? He's like, well, I, I want to make it. sure you're really Joe Paterno. I used to love sitting on the couch when you guys had barbecues and he was older. Adija's father-in-law was older and he, pretty much like I love that he lived a full life, different life till he was like, what, 40, 42 Something like a little old, maybe in his 40s, yeah. whatever. And he married a gorgeous young lady. And like, so he lived his whole life. Then it was like, ah, oh, I'm going to have a family now, settle down. Exactly and right. he has great grandkids, kids, and everything. He lived a full life. Uh, his funeral was just beautiful. The mile, oh God, I could talk for days. But that's one of a big shout out to the Scarpellos. I know they're huge fans because I'm a Rutgers fan. Um, but, so you have a lot of Penn State talk here, which you know I normally don't do. But half my, you know, the deal with my family. Half Rutgers, half Penn State, and really half Montclair State. That's the only school yeah. Plumbos go to. We don't go anywhere else. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, yes, yeah, so right, get just get back to Deej. Now, Deej, you you were an actor uh, well before I met you. Like, tell me a little bit about. I want to get a little, you know we, we have time. So, you were you went to high school. Did you do high school plays and all that stuff? No, I actually when I was younger in grammar school, for whatever the reason was, my school. I went to a Catholic grammar school, St. Michael's in Union, New Jersey. I know it. And yeah. they did amazing, legitimately amazing productions for the kids back in the, the long million years ago. And I was just always interested. I was always doing the shows and I loved it, loved it, loved it as a young kid up until eighth grade. Then high school came and I know I'm going to get some crap from you on this, but I also wanted to be an athlete. So I was playing sports in high school. You meet the guys, just relax. I already yeah, see that, you. What, what an awful choice. I played softball with you. That's an awful. I, I was so, so glad I didn't know you back you then. Are. Jimmy, it's, 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 you have to bring me out for another show because we'll argue about that later. So as a high schooler, I, I stopped acting, stopped performing, stopped doing shows. 
And yes, it was a, a, a semi high school athlete, at least played soccer and, and getting involved in a whole bunch but of I, stuff. We, anyway. must, we must note you were also hanging out with another fella that we both know pretty well back then in high school. <laughs> is there also was somebody else from Union that you might know a little better than me. Uh, maybe his <laughs> name is Mr. Arthur Lang Jr. right there. Yeah, Artie and Lang were, were very good friends, best friends in high school, all going through high school. It was crazy. I Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've got breaking news right now. I'm legitimately the reason why Artie Lang is Artie Lang. Because I'm the one who got him to come to acting school with me in New York. Getting involved, Michael D. Just telling the world, hang on here. So that's right, HB Studios, right? HB Studios. I remember you guys telling me that. Sandy Dennis, wonderful Academy Award-winning actress, was our teacher. She used to call us freaking frack. And I finally got Artie to come with me. I went for one semester. This was after high school. And then Artie came. Well, you, you're a major, you're a major link because you worked with my friend, Mike Ruane, and, uh, you guys used to talk about your friends or whatever. And you used to say, oh, I got this funny guy. His name is Artie Lang. He's a buddy of mine. And Mike would say, oh, I got this. I know this guy, Jimmy Flubble. Next thing you know, we're in a dinner theater show together. Yeah. And the minute I met Artie Lang, we and him were like, it was like two peas in a pod. And I started to hang out with Artie every day for about five years doing comedy, yeah. this, that, and the other thing. And me and you, were, we, we were friends, but not as friends. But then you went down to Florida. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about how we all drove down to Florida. Yep. Uh, um, uh, how we, me, Deej, and Artie, I drove the first leg. Artie drove the second leg through the night. And you drove the morning leg. You were all factory fresh <laughs> and ready to go. You, you drove us in. And then you decided to stay in Florida. Tell me a little bit about that. So, you know, we were, we were starting our young acting careers. And, uh, you know, bright-eyed, go get them kind of attitude. And the market was really building in Orlando, Universal Studios, the Miami market, the commercial market in Orlando. And I just loved being down in Florida by the water because I had some other interests at the time, scuba diving and all that other stuff. And oh, um, my God, I know, I know. Scuba so diving. Of, you believe I hang out with someone who scuba dive, Chris? So that's, instead that's, of <laughs> so instead of moving to California, I said, you know what? Let me be a bigger fish in a smaller pond maybe get some work and do some things. So I ended up moving in with Mike Ruane, your best friend, right. and yeah. you ended up hanging out with Artie every single day, every day, my best friend. And it was kind of like we switched. And I know, and I, I know you you worked a lot in Florida. I always thought, I, I wish, it was part of me that says, I think if Deej had just hung out with us, I think he would have been along for the same ride we were in terms of the crap we were doing uh, in acting and stuff. But you you technically worked really almost really more than Artie and I did in, in those early years down in Florida because there was a lot of opportunities. Um, but you had, uh, you met good friends and they had a whole great life. And then you decided to move back. And then all of a sudden I, we, I was doing live on tape with NBC with Mousy and Tony Minuto and Barbara Harrell, Amy Wilson, Mary Birdsong and Tom Bolster and Alec Holland. And we, I, I finally made some money and I, we decided to get an apartment together. So we moved into 87th and Amsterdam uh, at the t- apartment. What was it, apartment four? Was that what it was? Six? Apartment five. Apartment five. Apartment five because we're on the fifth floor. Fifth floor, way up there to walk up there. And uh, then me and you really solidified our friendship. And really, we had a lot of laughs there. Two assholes living in an apartment. Now, Deed was always more responsible. Um, I was booking a little bit more work. Maybe I was doing a lot of voiceovers, but Deej was a bartender and he'd come home every night. Chris, you'll love this. He'd come home every night with cash and stick it in his front drawer. And so Deej would have sometimes three, $4,000 in his, in his drawer. I would get checks and I didn't feel like going to the bank. This was the days before like ATM cashing and all that shit. I mean, they had ATMs, but 
So I would just sign over the check. So if it, if it was like a, uh, like say it was a $123 check, I would just sign the check over, put it underneath the bottom of the cash. And I would never take out $123. I take out $125. And I was, Dean's like, no problem. I got to go to the bank anyway. I'll cash it. But then one time there was like 40 checks in the drawer. <laughs> he had no cash. I just, I got so used. I called it bank of Deej. Why should you go to the bank? We just go 10 so feet away. Too funny really two funny stories on that really quick. So sometimes it wasn't a check. Sometimes it was a post-it that said, I owe you a hundred bucks waiting for this residual <laughs> check to come in. Wait a minute. That's the first one. The I, listen, was, that's a relationship I had with the bank at that point. I could get an <laughs> IOU. Jim used to say, everybody complains about banking hours. My bank is open 24 hours 24 a day. hours a day. I don't even need a car. I don't need my wallet. I could be in my underwear. I still get my money. The, the worst was one night I'm going out. I don't know if I was going on a date. I don't know if it was a poker game. I don't know, but I need the cash. <laughs> I go to my draw to pull out a thousand, whatever I needed. If it was a hundred, whatever much it was. I went, there was no cash. It was a stack. <laughs> I think it was $20 check. there. 20 bucks. I always left, listen, I always left you a little something. A little something in case you need to get something to eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> That yeah. was great. Indeed, no, you know, we, had, we had, and then another cool story, really quick. Living together, fifth fifth floor walk up, um, Upper West Side, unbelievable time of our lives. So we had those window air conditioners in our in, a, and it was an old building. The apartment was pretty nice considering how old it was and the whole bit. But being really good roommates, I would go do my thing. Jimmy would do he things. Whoever got home first we would put on the other person's air conditioning in the bedroom. So it would be a thousand degrees. You don't realize how hot a New York city apartment gets with no (laughs) windows open. It would be like 1100 degrees. So it was so critical to turn the air on, especially if Deej came home with a girl, nice toasty cold little room there getting involved over there. But every now and then I would forget. Oh God, the air conditioning was on. I would get drunk and forget it would be like a hundred degrees out and, and Deej would come home and I would, I'd hear the door and I'd go, Oh shit. I forgot to turn. And I hear Jimmy. <laughs> it's hot as hell in my room. We were like a married couple. It was so fucking funny. We had a lot of laughs sitting in front of the TV watching stupid shit. Um, but uh, I also love the time there was a mouse in our apartment and I caught it on with a Tupperware and I was ready to kill this fucking thing. And Dean's is like, no, 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 I'll save it. And he slid a magazine under the Tupperware and he I took see. it outside. He walked six blocks and let it out like near a sewer. I was Jimmy, like, what are you, a fucking barbarian, dude? Kill? Uh, what are you going to smash it with your bare hands in the kitchen? You know what? You see that? You, you know what? No, 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 no. Absolutely. I not. love all animals. That, but the ones that are in my house that I didn't welcome in, uh, I'm not, they I'm die. Not, I'm not dis- necessarily the disagreeing humans, with humans that. Weird. I'm, humans. I'm saying, like, definitely get the mouse out of my house. But it takes a special kind of barbarian to just mash it to bits. I wasn't going to mash it, but like, I want to figure it out. Figure it out. The mouse so, has to die. Jimmy, really quick. So listen to this, Chris. So this was back in the day. We didn't have cell phones. We had beepers. So if you needed messages, we would like have these numerical, you know, you have to code it. it. Yeah, I, I remember that. Okay. Shit. So we said 911, if it's truly an emergency, somebody's <laughs> got to die, something has to happen. So we've known each other decades. Two times when we had beepers, it was 911. The first time somebody broke into our apartment, the apartment that, that we shit. lived in together. Was it was awful. It was the shittiest feeling. All right. 911, I called him. I was like, Deej. Our house got broken into. The windows, the TV's gone. They took fucking everything. I was in the hallway. I rolled a basketball down because I was afraid they were still in there. I didn't want to get, you know, my ass kicked. So I stood in the right. hallway like a pussy. Okay, so that's the first time I got 9-1 and I called him. I said, like, Jimmy, what's going on? 
apartment got broken into. Now, Chris, I'm bartending Times Square, like <laughs> busiest bar in Times Square, all-star cafe, four deep. I'm banging bottles, flipping, like <laughs> legitimate, legitimate, legitimate. I get a 911 beeper from Jimmy. I'm like, holy shit. What? I'm like, oh my God, either we got broken into again or God forbid somebody died. So I leave the bar that's the busiest bar in Manhattan. I go back. I use, I was like, I got to call my roommate. I call him up. I'm like, Jimmy, what's the matter? Dage, you got to come home. I caught a mouse. I, he beat me 911 because he caught the mouse. I didn't want to deal with the mouse because I, I said, knew. Leave it alone. I, will t- I said, do not kill it. I will take care of it when I get home. Oh, so my he, God. It's so I kept this thing out of thing. And then he walked it six blocks away. I swear that mouse. He the mouse looked at me through that Tupperware and was like, ah, Deej is home. He'll he'll he won't kill me. And then I could tell the mouse was like, and I'll fucking come back. It may take me three weeks to make it back, but I I still look for that mouse for years. <laughs> that was so oh my God. hilarious. There's so many things. There's so many. There was also the thing that annoyed me, and this goes out to all my New York City people. We had a decent. There was like twelve apartments or, or eight, however many people though in apartment two. Okay. They would pee in the hallway. Like Chris, think about this. The hallway that you got to walk into, like there's a vestibule double door, you know, and then your mailbox and everything, like a regular walk-up yeah, apartment building. They would, it was this family of losers. The great-grandmother lived there. The grand, there was 11 people living in an apartment that comfortably fit two. They would just piss in the hallway and like leave beer bottles. And like, like, like you'd walk in to be urine on the floor. Like I can handle noise, I can handle even litter, but urine where you, where your mother, your grandmother has to walk through your urine to get through. Like how drunk did Mr. Man? I called the I landlord. Mean, he was. That we, yeah, that's like you know what she said to me. Dahmer apartment shit. You she can't said to me outside your door. Gross. She inside? said to me. The landlord said the only way to get rid of them is if you catching you catch them selling drugs, catch them. Inside the apartment, then I can get rid of them. I'm like, yeah, I can't even catch them pissing in the hallway. How the hell am I going to catch them? I couldn't stand those freaking people. And Chris, there'd we- be, listen, Jimmy, there used to be, I don't want to get too gross, but there used to be condoms. Oh, in the a mess. Ho- in the, in the Yet the rest, you remember that? Yeah, the rest of it was all yuppies. It was nice. However, people don't talk about the apartment next door when a couple of girls moved in. <laughs> that was like, you talk about a draft pick falling into your lap right there. <laughs> Like, these are, are the, the, are these the, uh, the Mr. Jimmy days uh, around there, around there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another thing we'll someday we'll get into. Uh, but listen, I would me indeed was like, what are the odds that like two young single girls moved in? And not only were they next door, our doors were like catty corner. So they actually lived three inches away from us. And, uh, you know, me and these were dead fastball hitters and, they didn't have a curveball, even at that. That was a lot of fun. They were they, they were fun people. They, um, they did not have enough speed. No, they didn't have enough speed. I was yeah, I was a roaming free safety back then. Anyway, so uh, so now okay, you're back home. Uh, you meet Jay Bird. Uh, you start. Uh, you were still bartending a long time. Big a big bartender in Hoboken at uh, what's the name of that place? Scotland Yard. Uh, Scotland Yard, and people know that place is a very popular bar. I'll always, I'll never forget the day when I was on the Friends season finale there with Jennifer Aniston. We went to your bar, remember? And we brought like 50 people and you were I shutting all the, the TV. There, there was like games on, Chris. There was like games on. It was like all, you know, like on a Thursday night, who's going to put NBC on at eight o'clock with his basketball games on? And 
the first, uh, my buddies were uh, Tommy and Bobby and Larry and everybody was like jumping around like assholes. And um, the first like three, four or five minutes of the show, I wasn't on it. And my old friends were like, you suck. You're not on it. You're not. And then as soon as I saw my face, Dee, do you remember we just started throwing napkins? There was like, Dee just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the bar started to like, you know when a bar just starts to move? Like, Dee was like, whoa, whoa, everybody calm down. I got tackled in the corner. <laughs> it was like. Totally like we were down at Leggett's and Manascon. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. That was a good time. Um, so, all right. Now you get married and uh, you had kids, which you had. Uh, what'd you have first? The twins first. The twins, the twins right. came first. So we're the third generation. So my mother-in-law, sadly, the one who had the 11 kids, my mother-in-law was told she was never going to be able to have children. She had two miscarriages. Then she got pregnant with twins. This is a million years ago. She had, she got pregnant with twins. They were stillborn, like awful, like awful story, awful miscarriages. And then the twins were stillborn. It was awful. And my mother is a devout Catholic devout, my mother-in-law. And she said, ask father, I think it was Leo, ask father Leo to light a candle for me down at the church, like on her 10th or 11th kid. The rumor has it she was on the she was in the hospital and she yelled because she was all like in pain. She said, "Call Father Leo and tell him to blow out the goddamn candle." <laughs> After the 11th kid, yeah, and they're the all named. Kid. They're all named with J in the front, right? They all start with J. That's nuts. Janine, who's the only girl, she was the ninth. She was the ninth J. So a family friend said, "I've got the name for your daughter." Janine, J9. I love that. I love it. I love it. Talk about, you know, your mother-in-law was like one of those quarterbacks that struggles in the beginning and all of a sudden like, ah, she'll never not love it. Rich Gannon got his MVP at 39. He was like a backup. She became like Tom Brady there for a while. That's awesome. Um, So now you, now you, of course you, you were always into fitness and all that stuff. And uh, well, we'll talk about beer league. So then we, when we did beer league, um, we did game day first, which a lot of people know. And then uh, we did beer league. And you actually, in in game day, you played Ralph Macchio's part. And then who? And then in, when we switched it to beer league, you played Alphonse, the Italian guy. Yep. And uh, Ralph Macchio. Because when the producers saw the, the cast, they were like, all right, Michael Deej isn't playing. Uh, no, that's ain't right. playing Maz. Well, we did we, so we that. So I, 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 uh, I um, very respectfully and honorably gave my part to Ralph Maggio. <laughs> the karate You're welcome, kid. Ralph. That's what we do. And, Ra- and Ralph came in and like batted like 245. Let's face it. Uh, <laughs> he was mad, but you played Alphonse. He ended up being a, really a better part, really. You got to wear ugly shirts and the, and the oh, chains. And, and the, the uniforms were awesome. And the Italiano glove. We actually had someone paint the glove in Italian colors, which is hysterical. Yeah, no, we had fun, man. And plus, you played third and I played short. And so me and you were just giggling the whole time. Because the beer league set wasn't, you know, Artie was coming off the drug stuff. And it wasn't as partying and laughing as much as we could. Looking back, we should have had a lot more fun doing it. But I know, but it you was, know what it you was, mean? it was our first big movie. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was the spinoff from the short. I mean, it was really a big opportunity for us. Yeah, sure. So we, there was I a thought, little bit more pressure than... Yeah. I think we had a little bit of pressure. It was, un- if anybody looks back at that year when we shot it, 05, it was the hottest summer. Do you remember that two-week spell yep, when we were yep. outside? And we had no cover out there on the field, man. It was like no, you had to go under a tent because you can get your head burned or you're, you're worried about getting sunburned on the cast. It was it was weird. And I was like, so what? I'm always outside playing ball. My eight-year-old uh, nephew plays like, has baseball practice for three hours at a time and then goes to soccer practice out in the sun all day. 
Give me a break. Okay. 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 See, I knew Chris was going to take it. I had to, I had to chime in there. Come on, bro. Okay. But what, what, what is the, what, but what is the mother slap on all kinds of cream and shit? You can't do that when you shoot a movie. They did put some of it on us, but you can't get red and fried. And plus I'm Irish. I can look Yeah, that's red true. Red. Honestly, I would probably have bailed on the movie altogether. Yes, yeah, Chris cooked. would have bailed. Plus you can't, <laughs> plus you couldn't have played because you can't hit in softball. So you would have been cast due to lack of skills. And first of all, Deej was a fat fuck back then. Deej, you were big. I, right I was between fights. Listen, I had the kids. <laughs> I owned the I owned the bar at the time, so I had the, the sports bar. Um, Deej yeah, almost so didn't was... have time to do the movie, which I love. He was like, "Jimmy, when are we shooting this?" I'm like, Deej, you have to be there every day. The twins were born a week before we started shooting. Can you imagine I had newborn twins? And I left the house every morning. I would that... do the three o'clock feeding. I would do the three a.m. feeding. I leave. love it. Go to the set at, at we'd got early calls four or five a.m. We would be there for I guess fourteen, but it was a long time. I'd get home, I'd, I'd say hello, I'd see the kids, I'd go to sleep, and then wake up at three and do the three o'clock feeding, and then leave again. That's great, you're a badass. But we had a lot of fun doing that, and uh, we, uh, me and you, at the hotel room at the Vegas premiere, uh, we had that uh, uh, that lime song going in the room. We thought we could that. It was oh. like, it was We were acting like Guidos. It was so stupid funny. And then, of so course, the fun. movie came out and uh, eight people saw it. Um, but <laughs> we're, we're going to have another screening of Beer League, by the way. I didn't tell anybody this. At the end of March, before we release, um, uh, the website will be released. Uh, you don't even know this. The website will be uh, up and running on February 13th, first day of Pitchers and Catchers. Um, and, uh, the, there'll be a screening. We're hoping to do it right around somewhere between March 25th and March 30th. And the first episodes will be released on opening day of baseball. So the beer league two stuff we're doing will be released on March 30th, which is exciting. And so everybody please go to beer league two and all the, and these make sure all your, uh, wait, we got to talk about, it. first of all, we mentioned orange theory fitness in the, in the beer league two stuff, which is funny, but yeah, I don't want uh, no other details about beer league until it comes out. Um, but you now own a gym. You're a gym owner. You're like right. Manganelli. <laughs> <laughs> I am like Manganelli. Yeah. So listen, you get married, you have kids. You, you actually, you were, cryptic when you said it because then we moved outside of manhattan yeah, and i moved down here you live by princeton outside, now outside of princeton and you said deej your your career is over you're not going to be able to do auditions and you're not going to be able to do this and that and it's just you know it was you ended up being right because i was so focused on yeah, but you got the kids and work wait, so, well, one, you know, one more I, thing wait, wait one more thing about your twins chris let me let me ask you if this ever happened to you I got the call that Janine had, had had the kids. I was living in the city. So I shot over to the to the New York hospital. I get in the room and there's these two beautiful babies in the room. Janine is high as a kite. She didn't feel anything because she was all, you know, uh, drugged up from the surgery and all that stuff or whatever, her giving birth. And the, one of the kids' name was um, Michael because Michael Deeds, right? So for some reason, the other child, because I didn't really, I thought I was there like two hours later. I was there like 30 seconds later. And we're in the room, and this is a beautiful baby girl. And they start talking about names. And I was like chiming in, thinking that they already named the kid. And next thing you know, they're like, no, we didn't name the second kid yet. I'm like, wait a minute. We didn't name, we didn't name I'm, G. Yeah, we didn't I'm, name in, I'm in the room with with a, a child. I, I, I will always be able to say her, I knew you before you had a name. Well, you 
And it wasn't my own kid. Usually kids know the name. You know, I was like, I was like, well, I can't get involved in this discussion. So every time I see uh, on, on Zoom sometimes, DJ's uh, John Abino. We just had the conversation last week. We were yeah, talking. You know, I'm like, I've known you since. You didn't have a name when I, last time, I, you didn't have a name. There's not that many people besides your mother and father that you can meet that didn't know me before you had a name. I'll, I'll say that sure. to Ursula my dying day. Anyway, so you're down there in Princeton. And you were, and started working for this Orange Theory Fitness place. A little plug for that. I know you got some people watching and listening. And um, you became a bad... Deej's in shape now, Chris. Like, yeah. you, everybody knows I'm in shape. But Deej is, like, cut and ready to go. Got a little heavier in the last four months. But, like, Deej... In order to Listen, beat Deej in the boxing, holidays. I'll be leaning on Deej a lot, hitting him on the back of the head with the punches. <laughs> hanging you know, on I don't, him. I, you know, I don't stop. No, so listen, real quick. So then... It, it, I sold the bar and then I was kind of like, you know what? I got to get involved in something start. And then this, this gym was opening up around the corner from my house. And I went to inquire about it and it sounded pretty cool. And I actually went first to become a client. I was like, it's an interval training, heart rate, monitoring, rowing, treadmills, um, all different um, pieces of equipment and a circuit type of thing. And I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start getting back into shape. Then I started talking to the guy there and I was like, you know what? I think I might want to work here. And he was like, how much experience do you have? I was like, none. I never worked a day in a gym in my life. I just, you know, been in a gym. So then we kind of hit it off and I got my certification and, and everything I needed to do. Became a trainer, certified, you know, the body, 611 muscles, bullshit, bullshit. And then he offered me, you know, the, the guy at the time didn't want to be there. And he was like, hey, do you want to? buy half of this gym and you could, you could be my partner. And I was wow. like, you know what? I had a little bit of money left over from the bar that we that sold the up. bar. And uh, I said, screw it. So then I became a gym owner like that quick. And 10 okay. years later, still you know, there? minus the year and a half with COVID the whole bit, I've yeah. coached over 7,000 classes. Um, here we go. I'm going to start giving myself a plug. I'm, I am in the top three highest rated trainers in the God, entire God. Uh, it might be in the entire. Company, so you're like you're like Trevor. Companies. You're like the Trevor Lawrence of Orange Theory, huh? I put I put I put up some pretty good numbers. So yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been really good. But yeah, you I've, know been, what? I've been I've been thinking about getting down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. The contemplation phase um, goes on for a really long time. My goal is but to you know never what, go to the gym. My, my true love, I'm being serious, is this. And listen, um, being on the set on Wednesday, Jimmy, was fun. like I haven't had that rush. That giddy up, you call it the giddy up in your belly, like the excitement, the energy, the um, the enjoyment. Yeah, because when yeah. you know, especially your career we... is much longer than mine. But the feeling that you get before the director says action, and 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 yeah. it's there's there's no feeling like it. Listen, so there's nothing like it. I the best part about we were shooting beerly was that I was sitting next to Deeds the whole time, really. So I would just say awful things to Deeds. Right before the right before he yelled action, I'd be like, Deej, you're not gonna read it the same way, are you? Or I'd be like, Deej, a little more energy. Or I would just and he would go chilly and he would be battled. And then and then I would and then there was one I can't I, I I can't go into detail. I will after these things are released. But there was one I listen, I'll be honest. I we both played really well, right? But there was one section of the script. I don't know what happened. Either I I wrote it. I I I you know what? 
Chris, you had to get me out of the game. It was like, it was like, it was like Mariano, like got to get him out. Like I couldn't, he missed four extra points. He didn't get one line <laughs> right for and about I, four minutes. And they were being so, uh, the director, Tom Balding, who everybody was being so nice. Cause I had like a bulk of the lines, but I was like, I looked at Deej. I'm like, Deej, I'm struggling. <laughs> I can't, I can't do like, like, I don't care who it is, you know, uh, Maddox on the mound, you know, Clemens got to get him out of the game <laughs> after two and two thirds, got to get him out of the game. And then I settled down. I you know, played well the rest of the day. But, but we don't get nervous. Shame. We start laughing. We start like laughing. We, we start laughing. And he's like, quiet on the set. And we're laughing. It was great. And, and it was great. To me. To me. And he was, well, another thing is, I would call him, instead of Alphonse, I'd call him Deej. Which, totally breaking characters. But one of the things was good. I did. I, I settled you down in the beginning. I said, I said, look, Deej, it's just me and you at the bar. So in in the in the in the thing, Alphonse, Alphonse and Johnny Trino still hang out, and we've been hanging out a long time. So how would me and you be at the bar if we were just sitting that's there? Exactly how so it that's how we did it, uh, which was fun to do. So it was not a lot of character work going on there, but um, no. But even you know what? Like the cool Ben Affleck special. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of people and listen. Ben Affleck's done all right for himself. <laughs> yeah. you know, please. I'll shut up. Um, I'll shut him down. Of course, six. <laughs> the people on the crew were like, they didn't really know that we were the relationship yeah, they, we had. And there, one person said, Hey, you guys got great chemistry. You're funny. You guys are doing really, you know, I'm like, yeah, cause I'm talking to Deej. Yeah. <laughs> there was no, there was no character <laughs> development going on there. Um, so, all right, well, listen, Michael Deej, uh, uh, it was great to have you on for this long. I don't care. It's my show. I can go on long. Um, so that's it. You're uh, working at orange theory. You got this beer league two stuff going on. Uh, you're going to be seeing a lot more of Deej and Alphonse coming up. And uh, we're going to be doing some fun things in the next couple months. We hope that the world of Beer League enjoys seeing uh, most of the cast members with some special guests getting involved. You just don't know. Um, I tried to make a fun set, and so did uh, 624 Productions and Unhinged Entertainment, Greg Alperin and Tom Baldinger, who directed Without question. And we're going to be doing some fun stuff. So, Deej, I'll talk to you later on. You to Anything hey, else you want to talk about? Go to Orange. If you're down by Princeton, go check out Deej at the Orange Theory Place. And uh, he'll get you into shape. And uh, that's Windsor it. Location. Say hello to the kids. Sophia and Jaybird and all your Penn State Eagle fans. And uh, maybe Saturday night if you're not doing anything. Let's talk about this. So. Oh, no, that's, that's, we'll see. Hey, enjoy yeah. the game. Chris, thank you very much, Jimmy. Congrats, buddy. Deej, Deeds just said, we'll see. That means no. Deeds will not be with us. Yeah, of course it does. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Good intentions. Good intentions. I make plans with good intentions. All right, Deeds. I'll talk to you later on, brother. There you go. All right, Michael Deeds. Alphonse getting involved here. So, um, which everything now brings us to another sponsor. Jimmy Plummo just racking up sponsors here at Shea. ChasingMiracles.com. Christopher. Hydration water packs. That's right. Delivers over 70 trace minerals into your water. It's real simple. It's about al alkaline and all that different stuff. You just drop them in a water bottle, shake it around. It gives you uh, all kinds of uh, uh, minerals and strength and stamina. Really cool stuff. Go to Ch It's a really a, a hydration thing. It's really what it is. You got to go to ChasingMiracles.com. You got to talk to Tommy and Donna. They will walk you through it. There's all kinds of links on there. Cool stuff. I know your girl, Chris, uh, is dabbling in it, which is cool. And um, so, like I said, ChasingMiracles.com is the way to go. And uh, it really takes your tap water and makes it healthier, which is really awesome. So they're one of my sponsors. Go check them out. 
Uh, the beer league shoot, like I said, we covered a little bit. was awesome. My favorite part was, uh, besides Deej, we had two guys from game day who were with me in a sketch comedy group in the late 90s, Tom Bolster and Tony Menudo, who were in game day, the short. And it was awesome because, like, the crew didn't know who they were. It would be like it would be like if you don't follow the NBA and like two really good players who played 30 years ago were in the room and the young fans like who are they like you don't realize how good they were you know what I mean and they it was really a blast because uh, I wanted to get them involved because they kind of got they weren't able to get into beer league which was one of those things showbiz things nothing you could do and um, so that was a lot of fun the crew was awesome uh, makeup people, lighting people, camera guy. We had an awesome crew. Uh, Tom Baldinger just got it done. 25 pages we shot, uh, which is awesome to do that in eight hours. And we had multiple cameras going and everybody was on the same page and we got it done. Um, and uh, Manganelli was there. Uh, Anthony DeSando, uh, Matty Corman was there. We also have everyone. Uh, Joe Latrulio was involved, and Elizabeth Regan. Everybody really, but Ralph and Artie and Carabono. But they are um, they are involved. I'll leave it at that. Let's see what happens. And Ralph said he'll come on my podcast. We're gonna have fun with that. And uh, so the beerly thing couldn't have went better. Thrilled to death. Um, and uh, you know what else can I say? That's the way it goes. Now. Um, don't forget, everyone, Pine Tar Bar and Grill, which I may be at on Saturday night. I was starting, I'm going to put it on that. Johnny Trino is going to be at the Pine Tar Bar and Grill. 121 South Main Street, Fork and River, 609-489-4286. Awesome sports bar. Chris, I'd love to get you there one day. You'll love it. A little bit of a ride, which sucks, but it's awesome. Um, I also worked last night on a, a web series called Checked Out, which the guy who directed Beer League uh, did that. That was a lot of fun. Um and oh, I got to announce uh, my big comedy show, Avenel. I need my Middlesex County peeps at the Avenel Performing Arts Center, March 10th and 11th. Got to come out, bust my balls. Uh, by then, Beer League shit's going to be out. Uh, no, it's going to be getting ready to come out, which will be fun. And uh, that's about it. I got no TV shows to laugh about with you, Chris, because they're all on like hiatus. All my good shows, uh, Tulsa King. and uh, I got to think there was something good. Um. All my shows are like not on right now. I, I can't, you know, they're not. They're all in like Madoff. Uh, Madoff. I didn't see that one. I saw the first one they did, the HBO one. I didn't see the second one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, that jerk yeah. off. He ripped off a lot. It, it, it kind of like paints his sons in a way better light and explains how they kind of got dragged through shit. Right. They had people that were working in the family and in the business for like 25 years. And the women's the, the people were saying like the kids had no clue whatsoever right. what was going on, which you I really don't think buy. is that part, I don't buy that. You think the wife doesn't know. Come on, Well, the now. wife definitely knew, but yeah. I mean, the guy, he, I think he's Dude, smart he enough to know what he was doing was deeply illegal and trying to provide plausible deniability to his family. Whereas they knew something was going on, but it was just always known not to ask. And when you're in a when you're in a situation where you have a guy that you're afraid of, you're not going to ask. Right. I know. You know, to me, I don't know. I don't I only know some of the details. I watched a couple of the things. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that are worth like five hundred million dollars lost like fifty million dollars. But you're worth five hundred million. So you're fine. You know, but there was a lot of people that were only worth, you know. Two hundred thousand or a hundred yeah, million dollars, like, like and the they Mets lost. The Mets couldn't sign any free agents. Well, listen, and their fan base was pissed off. I don't think but people like realize the, how bad the, the Mets really. Major League Baseball, because I listen, the NFL and Major League Baseball, nobody can go out of business. It's just 
they don't allow it. They, they make or, you sell it. He, he stole from the Medici. He stole from the Pope. Yeah, this guy sold sold uh, sold down the river. I mean, he of course his kids end up killing himself. What what a mess! He ripped off people. He's just a liar, jerk off, uh, made off an it. asshole. They did it. Did a good job putting it together. I and I also very critical. I watched it through. I also right. give. I also I, I want to bust balls. Maybe I'm wrong, but the investors like. If you're if you got money, you know, like hey, that's weird, honey. Why is he paying twelve percent on the money, and every other investor we've ever dealt with is five or six or eight on a good day, and this guy's doing 10, 11, 12, 14. I mean, you tend to ask somebody. a lot less questions when you see the people that are attached to it. When you, you know, and then the SEC getting involved publicly, getting involved in the newspapers, and then publicly saying, "Yeah, we found nothing." So when you get the SEC involved, and then a week later you're like, "Oh, we, the SEC found nothing." He's right. spinning that as now an advertisement saying, look, you know, hey, you're safe here. Well, they just yep. they just left. Oh, God, crazy. And then you got the Pope. You got the, the royal family. You got everybody the, that the got Mets, money. The Wilpons. The Wil yeah. How pissed would you be the Wilpons? Anyway, uh, I don't know anything about money because I don't have much. But that's just an awful story. But a, a, a really a, uh, an awful story, but an intriguing and interesting scandal. Uh, yeah, you'll like scandal. it. You'll, you'll um, like it. Yeah, I watched the De Niro one. I read for a couple. I actually read for the part of the main guy, his second, his, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who was in charge of everything. His, oh, uh, okay. the, guy, the guy who died of, yeah, the guy who died of lung cancer before the trial. Um, uh, I read for his part. I had a great audition, too. So, but they gave it to a star, so I was out. But that's it. All right, everybody. Long show here at Shea. Beer League 2 is coming out in a little bit. Uh, to my friend Kim Oki, I did get your softball signed. Don't you worry. And uh, I hopefully Ralph Macho will be on soon. We'll talk about some stuff. And uh, that's about it. Christopher, we will see you later, my friend. Peace. Out. Peace.